1: head over to my website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. So today we're going to talk about stimulation regimes that are used for IVF. This has been prompted by one of uh, PODY listeners, who emailed me and said what do i know about minimal stimulation so let's start with why we have to stimulate in a normal menstrual cycle we produce one egg that process involves the initial recruitment during the first five days of the cycle of probably somewhere between five and 25 eggs And what happens is that through a process that we don't really understand, one of those is selected out to go on to ovulate and the rest are either stopped in growth or actually become necrotic, break down, and they're lost. So each cycle, there is a pile of eggs that we lose. And that's really what explains the gradual loss over time Of eggs from the ovary and ultimately ends up obviously running out at the time of menopause. Now when we want to do IVF to maximize the chances of success the more eggs the better to create embryos and what we know is that not every egg is equal and so if we collect a number of eggs we will guarantee ending up with well almost guarantee ending up with one embryo but possibly more than that and that will enhance the chances of pregnancy. So to do that, what we know is that by giving higher levels of the hormone FSH than your body normally produces, particularly around the time of recruitment, in the early cycle we will be able to override the natural process of attrition and those eggs will continue to grow in the follicles and those follicles will ultimately get big enough that harvesting of them is possible. So that's what we do, why we stimulate. Now, over years, we have the general view that the more eggs, the better. And by that, more means not just one or two, but somewhere, it appears to be somewhere between eight and 15 is the ideal number to produce a pregnancy. You can overstimulate and you know get 25, 35. In fact, the most eggs I've ever collected is 58 eggs from one woman in one cycle. The problem when you get up to high numbers is that many of those are immature and ultimately you really don't end up with very many more embryos that are good for transfer. So the standard regime is to give a dose that aims to get between 8 and 15 eggs. In fact, there's a product on the market at the moment who the makers claim, because of the calculations they do in recommending a dose, that sweet spot more frequently than specialists just picking a dose based on their assessment of the patient. So that's standard stimulation. Now, that will vary depending upon the patient's age and their weight, and also their anti hormone level. They're the things that I take into account when I'm deciding the dose. To say what I'm trying to do is to get somewhere between that 8 and 15 number. Now, there is a group of patients in whom, even with the best intent, we either get far too many eggs or far too few eggs. That's much more common on the first cycle because really women are unpredictable or their ovaries are unpredictable in how they're going to respond in some cases. And there is a group of patients who are called poor responders who despite how much FSH you give, the number of eggs that are going to be made is relatively small. So these are normally women with low AMH levels. They're usually older women and what has been tried is to give less FSH than would be average with the goal of producing one or two eggs which hopefully are of high quality. That's the theory. So minimal stimulation is aiming to only get one or two eggs and that they will be of better quality and therefore more likely to produce a pregnancy. Now, minimum stimulation varies around the world. What the Americans might call minimal stimulation is what in Australia we might call a standard dose. So in Australia, most women under 35 won't get much more than 150 international units of FSH. Whereas in America, that 150 would be called a minimal stimulation because their standard doses are 200 plus for whatever the age. On the other hand, in Japan... Minimal stimulation means actually no stimulation or at most tablets like Clomiphene. And in Japan, their goal in in virtually 80, 90% of patients is actually to only produce one egg a cycle. But because their government funds every cycle and the cost of the patient is predominantly the, the drug costs, it's quite appealing to do multiple cycles with virtually no stimulation and eventually you'll get an egg that will produce an embryo so they have a high cancellation rate and a high poor um, a high failure of fertilization in the cycle but they will get eggs from time to time and that's the ultimate minimal stimulation in australia minimal stimulation has been advocated by some groups uh, in the practice of their ivf really aiming to cater for a market of women who want to be as natural as possible and minimal stimulation regimes of 75 international units or 100 international units are used by these units with a marketing commentary about how it is not over stimulating the woman it's not giving her high hormone levels the evidence that it actually produces good pregnancy rates however is lacking So I certainly don't believe that that's the way to go. If you're going to go through IVF, then get a good number of eggs and get a good number of embryos, and that will give you the best results. So minimal stimulation, in my view, in Australia, is really reserved for the poor responder, who no matter how big a dose of FSH you give, you're not going to get many eggs. So you might as well go with a low dose and be happy getting one or two eggs because that's what you all would have got already. All other forms of minimal stimulation in Australia really are, in my view, pretty much a waste of time. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu.